0: Bye. happening gang we're back this is episode 210 of the q a podcast my name is anthony and sitting right across from me via zoom as always is my pal de Quincey. yo what's up man not much man just uh another week um another weekend of texans <laughs> bad texans football um and just getting ready for the holidays that's about it
1: so originally when i uh, text Anthony about doing the podcast. I asked him if he wanted to do it Sunday. He was like, no, no, wait till Monday, which was a good idea because there were still more free agent signings coming in. But I was like, okay, we'll wait till Monday. So Sunday I was sitting here watching the Texans game because I had nothing else to do. And <laughs> they were leading like the entire game. It goes to the fourth quarter. Dallas kicks the field goal. I think it was what, 23 to 20? Mm-hmm when he kicked the field goal and then my internet and TV went out for basically the rest of the day. So oh, I did not no. get to see the end of that game and the Texans shenanigans.
0: Man. So. Well, you know, I won't even say shenanigans. Cause look, shame on the Cowboys is what I have to say. Because they should have, they should not have been in that position.
1: They were like a 17 point favorite.
0: They're, they're, You're supposed to blow out teams. You're supposed to blow out a one ten and one team. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but you know what? Michael Irvin put it best. I was I was listening to him talk about it on first take. You know what? The Texans always play that game. Win or lose, they they play their best ball against Dallas. And you know, it was um, you know, it gave you some hope the first three quarters. Like, okay, wow, man. They're doing it. They might win. And then, you know, they were let, you know, we were let down, but that's mm-hmm. okay. I mean, they weren't supposed to win that game. So, yeah. um, they weren't
1: even supposed to be in that game.
0: Right. Exactly. You know, to go into halftime with a lead, crazy. So, Ooh,
1: I'm just, all I can think of right now is like for the Texans, like we said, they weren't supposed to win. So, you know, give them a little clap of uh, applause or whatever you want. And for the Cowboys, whew, that uh first round exit is gonna hit like a brick.
0: Thank you, lucky stars. Uh, they you you won that game because yeah, yeah. you'd be getting it from everyone.
1: Mm-hmm. They still are getting it. I mean, yeah, a win's a win, but still, there's some some wins are b- better than others. I'm
0: oh, absolutely. You,
1: you believe in those Cowboys that you want. They are so inconsistent. <laughs> so have fun with that. Uh, that's enough about football. We're here to talk about baseball. So, our football
0: minute,
1: <laughs> yeah, football minute. That's all we can stand to talk about the Texans, and we can't stand no more. So, nice, thank you. Um, no one under the age of 30 will understand that reference. No one, <laughs> <that>. <laughs> so anyway, last week we were on here, we were talking about um, all the contracts that were signed at the beginning of baseball free agency and. I remember we were talking about the inflation of contracts, how all these prices seemed so much bigger than we expected, and what any kind of industry expert was predicting. And we were like, "Well, is this just a a blip in the radar, or this is a trend in this year's all season?" And boy, howdy, we got our answer. The winter meetings came and went. MLB owners spent about one six billion dollars in the past week since we um well basically since the offseason started it has been crazy it has been a joy to watch and honestly i i'm really excited to talk about this because I, a lot of teams have really remade their um remade the roster this offseason and have pushed all of their chips into the table to win the world series
0: yeah it, um it's been astounding to say the least. And, and really, you know, we, the last time we recorded, nothing had happened, <laughs> nothing was going on. It was, I mean, the burner wasn't even on, you know, yeah. hot stove was completely turned off. And the second week we hit stop record, <laughs> the money just kept flowing and would not stop flowing. Um, and you know we joke about it like it must be nice to spend all that kind of money just to fi- finish second place to the Astros. <laughs> and you know a lot of these you know whatever whoever we talk about like I'm definitely gonna kind of compare it to the Astros and how I feel mm-hmm. um, but you have to like when someone is is playing to win tr- playing to give themselves a chance yeah um, it's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. it's a lot of money that we're that we're seeing you know a lot of uh, a lot of commas behind those checks you know in, in, on those checks and um some interesting interesting moves really i mean yeah. players i didn't think we made our predictions and i think we were kind of off on most of them
1: i was good until the padres came right. through <laughs> completely uh, flip the damn board over yeah yeah but yeah um so we're gonna start there are four teams in particular we want to talk about and uh all the moves they've made this all season so far and then um after that we'll talk about individual contracts that we um like or dislike and then we'll talk about the teams who've had the best off season the teams that had the worst ones so um Let's start in the Big Apple. We'll start with the New York team. No, not the one with all the money. We're talking about the New York Yankees. Wow. It. Yeah,
0: yeah. start the Yankees. Who, who would have thought that would be the, you know, did, did you ever envision the day that you would say the team without, with all the money? No, we're not talking. We're talking about the Yankees.
1: Well, I about that too. The Yankees, like the play, broke ever since George Steinbrenner died and went to hell. So let's start with the New York Yankees re-signed Aaron Judge to a nine-year, three hundred and sixty million dollar contract. He's forty million a year. Um, first off, excellent work for him. He bet on himself. Um, I believe the contract that the Yankees offered him at the beginning of the season was what seven years to I, well, to, I think.
0: 212? I think, and, 212 or 217,
1: something, yeah, like that. something like that. But he said, nah, I'm worth more than that. Went out there, had a excellent season, MVP season, Barry Historic Bond season. Yeah, Barry Bond esque season, and came back with, you know, two more years and an extra $140 million on top of the contract. Um, so, first of all, I want to say Aaron Judge, bravo bravo good sir even though apparently the rumors were he had a bigger contract to offer from the Padres and the Giants you to- okay
0: oh, hats off to him I mean I know we're talking about the teams but you know individually like it's clear he wanted to stay with New York I mm-hmm. mean you know look at that point 40 million I guess take it or leave it No, nope, no big deal when you're in that position when you're already in that tax bracket. Um, But the fact that he he passed up on a rumored 40, extra 40 million, you know, good for him, you know, Uh, something about New York. He, he, he loves it. And despite all the booze he got in the league championship series, um, it's, it's his home and he's, he's going to be Yankee for life. And, you know, and also for baseball, we don't see a lot of that anymore these days. Mm-hmm. So I think it's good for the sport, too, to see a guy like Judge, hopefully Altuve, guys like that who will, you know, finish out their careers with one team.
1: Yeah, that's a dying breed nowadays. Although I don't really blame the players There's so much money. Get get your money while you can. You're playing years, you know, your prime years only, what, four or five years,
0: and then that's mm-hmm. it. Get- Kershaw as well. He's he's another one that's gonna probably retire a Dodger. More mm-hmm. than likely, he's closer to retirement than Altuve, so I, I should put him above ahead of him in that category. Mm-hmm. But Judge, by all account, is gonna retire a New York Yankee, mm-hmm. and um, uh, and for, as for the Yankees as as a, as a team, they had to make this deal. They had to. I mean, they lost out on Verlander. Uh, They lost out on basically every big name-free agent because, one, they're not willing to spend. Um,
1: They're more worried about the tax than any New York team I've ever seen in my entire life. They lost on Verlander. They lost out on DeGrom and other players that we'll mention later that they also lost out on.
0: Yeah. Uh, And so, you know, you had to... If anybody had to re-sign their star player that was up for free agency this year, it was definitely the Yankees. Mm -hmm. The Astros were able to afford, could afford losing Verlander. The Dodgers even could have afforded to lose Kershaw. You know, they're a deep team. But the Yankees couldn't afford to lose Judge and expect to get back to the league championship series.
1: Yeah. So here's my question to you what's next for the Yankees? Cause they can't bring back the same team that got swept in the ALCS. I think that's good enough to compete because no offense to Aaron judge. He had a monster year. He's one of the greatest p- players of our generation right now. The odds of him repeating the season he had last year are minuscule at best. Oh yeah. I mean, so uh, let's say Aaron judge is what 10, 15% worse. Like, what do you think the team that's th- this Yankees team that's currently constructed right now? Can they beat the Astros in a seven game
0: series? No. Me neither. 15% less for 15% worse of judges. What? 51 home runs. Yeah. Still, still not bad, but it's MVP season. Yeah. But um not good. Still not good enough to beat the Astros as constructed. The only thing that that I think that could uh, help them is if one of their prized shortstop prospects develops into uh, a hitter, mm-hmm. someone that can compliment Judge, that can be in the you know top to middle of the order with him and Rizzo, um, and uh, that's I can't think of anybody like. Uh, Torres. I think Glimmer Torres is still
1: on the team. Oh, You know what? Let me look at their death chart
0: right now, and I'll tell you everything you need. Not depth death chart. Their so, roster.
1: Yeah, so it looks like their um, projected opening day roster. Okay, so their starting lineup would be uh, Torres, Judge, Rizzo, then Carlos Stanton, Josh Donaldson, Oswaldo Cabrera, Harrison Bader, Oswaldo per, Peraza, and Jose Trevino.
0: Mm-hmm. Here's how disappointing Giancarlo Stanton has been. But before I've you heard- say
1: anything, before you can say anything, real quick, I want to say Harrison Bader is that dude. When he's on your team, you love the hell out of him. He's a go-getter, a spark plug. He's that gritty player. When you're playing against that dude, you want nothing more than to sock him in the face.
0: He's their he's there, Uh What's that
1: dude that used to be with the Cardinals and the Angels? Uh, Carpenter? No, 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 no. He was a shortstop. He was a little scrappy dude. God, I can. This is the bad part of getting old. I, I can blocked
0: them out of my memory. <laughs> um, in fact,
1: I, I'm gonna Google Scrappy Angels shortstop. See where that gets me. But continue. Next time, David. Yes, Stein. David. Stein. Yes, thank you. Thank you for breaking that mental block I put up many years <laughs> ago.
0: <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, continue what you're saying about stands. Sorry, He's been so disappointed that forgot he's on that team. Like he he was supposed to be, you know, the Canseco to Judges McGuire, you know, or something like that.
1: Steroids?
0: <laughs> well, you yeah.
1: know. No, that was better than the thought I immediately had. I thought Twin Towers <laughs> immediately
0: Jesus them. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Still too soon, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs>
1: My bad.
0: But I don't make the rules, you know, these are so I'm just abiding by them. <laughs> Um But disappointing in the, in, in the fact that like, you know, he's not an MVP candidate anymore. He's, you know, still has power. He's still hitting 30 home runs, but I think people were envisioning judge hitting 50 home runs and Stanton hitting 40 home runs, you know, something that we've, Probably haven't seen before and probably won't see, you know, unless he, he finds a way to stay healthy.
1: You know, the entire time the Astros are playing the Yankees, Judge puts that fear into me. Stanton never does. I feel like no matter what happens, they can get him out. Like, even if it's a situation where it's like bases loaded, no outs, and Stanton comes off. I'm like, oh, I feel more confident in a triple play happening than a grand slam, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, that guy, he – I don't know what happened – ever since he's got to the Yankees maybe it's just because of the Astros pitching being so dominant against the Yankees for the past what six seven years but it's like I have no fear of that dude in big spots you know
0: well it's not just the Astros man I mean the guy
1: um he just hits a, he just hits empty numbers like he'll he'll yeah. go when it's like uh a summer series against the uh rays or the um orioles something like that yeah you can count him and go on the crazy but when it's time for the rubber to meet the road and all that stuff and you know all the cliches about now it's time for the um you get down to the nitty-gritty and be the man it's like it's just not for him
0: i thought he was an average guy before he got to new york but he wasn't he wasn't a didn't hit for average i mean 288 was his, or 290 was his best average, which is a really good average. I mean, I I kill to have that consistently with somebody. Um, But as soon as he got to New York, he came to New York a year after hitting 59 home runs. And uh, the expectations going to New York a year after hitting 59 home runs, I think is immeasurable. And, Clearly, he wasn't going to duplicate that, and he didn't. I mean, he still hit 38 home runs, 100 RBI, Mm -hmm. very respectable numbers for a first season anywhere, much less New York. Played 158 games. I mean, that's that's impressive. That's a you know his his stat line the whole year was was on par with what he what he had done you know up to that point. You know, 852 OPS, Um, and it looks like he got hurt in 2019 because played 18 games and then in 2020 COVID season, he played 23 games and uh, he came back in 21 and 22, 139 and 110 games. Mm -hmm. But it looks like those, whatever happened in 2019, that injury and not playing, you know, during the COVID season. I mean, it looks like it really affected him um, as a, as a threat. I mean, Like, he still hit 35 and 31 home runs the past two seasons, but they, like you said, they seem very quiet. Those are quiet 35 home runs, quiet 31 home runs where um, he's not looked at as uh, a significant threat like judges.
1: It's like, oh, yeah, he can hit 40 home runs. Well, he's big as a house. He better. Right. (laughs) I think this tells you all you need to know. During the playoffs last year, the Yankees fans were more confident in Bader coming through than Stanton.
0: Mm-hmm. He, he's if, considering how ginormous he is. Uh, I looked at his, his statistics the past couple of years, and I'm surprised. I was like, "Wow, he he hit 35 home runs. Mm-hmm. He hit 31 home runs when you should expect a guy like that to hit like." Oh, no surprise there. Like that's a down year for for a guy like him. Like it should be. Mm-hmm. Um so I think if And look, I mean, he's going to be what 33 coming into the season. Uh he 33 right now? 32 uh 32. He's about to be 33.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. The ages on fan grabs. it shows their ages on opening day.
0: Right, right. Um
1: No, he's 33 right now. His birthday
0: was last month on 8th. His best his best years were all in his 20s. And I don't see him reverting back to his 20s. Mm-hmm.
1: And what do we say about dudes who get injured in their 20s? It's not like their 30s are going to be better. Right.
0: Right. And he got hurt right at 29. Yeah. Well, he made sure to get that contract
1: first. But yeah, I don't. This team, I don't see any way, currently constructed, any way that they can beat the Astros and head to the World Series and even win the World Series. Like, I would still put uh, a team we're going to talk about later, the Mets, the Phillies, and the Braves ahead of them in the National mm-hmm. League. So who do you, what, what do you think the Yankees should do? What should be their next move?
0: Uh they they've gotta to... man, that's that's tough. Because I don't think they need another ace. Right.
1: Let's this set of scenarios. So you're Brian Cashman. Uh huh. Stand up straight, be a little more pompous. There you go. So you're Brian Cashman right now. Um hey, hey. which Steinbrenner is still with us? Is it Hank? Hal. How okay, how how comes in, he busts into your office, he says, you can make one signing, damn the luxury tax. Just do whatever you can do so we can beat those bastards in Houston. Who are you signing right now? Ooh. Uh
0: uh I think you have to go after Carlos Correa.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's what the best available free agent left. Yes. Cause you know, I'm taking off the cashman hat. Okay. I'm back to being Anthony. It's me. Mm-hmm. Hey, DeQuint, it's me. I'm back.
1: Hey, the douche level just went down on the podcast. What happened?
0: <laughs> just slightly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I look at Carlos Rodon, right? Mhm. And I don't see him as a fit in New York, where it's like you need you need pitching. They need mm-hmm. to improve pitching. Um and I look at Rodon, he just doesn't strike me as a Yankee, as a guy who's going to um thrive under the pressure of those bright lights of that big city. Viva Viva Las Vegas. Um <laughs> I uh and I look at the remaining free agents mm-hmm. and I think New York needs a guy or they could resign Ben intenddy I think he's he was comfortable there and the, the half season he played with him but I think if you really want to um uh, if you really want to make a run at the Astros or, or or make yourself believe that you have a run at the Astros. I think Carlos Correa is the kind of guy you need. Mm-hmm. I think he's a guy that, um, especially after this season, sitting at home watching a rookie take his spot.
1: Not sitting at home, do, inside do the that... inside the studio, talking to oh, the, Jeremy King the after they won.
0: Um. Look, he's still a competitive guy. He's a competitive guy that wants to get paid probably more than he's worth. But he's still a great player. Mm-hmm. He's still young. And he's a guy that can thrive under those those lights. My only he's a question, guy that has thrived under those, those bright lights.
1: My only question is, you say, Correo. Would you also get a look at Dan Smith Swanson because he has a ring too, so he's performed under pressure as well.
0: No, because he's not—he's not an exciting player. Correa is a, an excitable guy, you know. He's a guy that that I think New Yorkers hate now because of everything that happened in the past few years, like mm-hmm. everything that's happened in the past. But he's one of those guys that would endear, that could endear himself to just a rabid, disgusting, vicious fan base like that. You know, he's the kind of guy that that they hate when he flips the bat, but would love if he flipped the bat for them.
1: Yeah, and if he led the Yankees past the Astros, they would, they would love, they would build a
0: statue of that man. Yeah, yeah. And he could move to third. I mean, do something with uh with Donaldson, play him at DH. He he's getting old. Put him on or the is pond, old.
1: Put him on the pontoon boat and push him out to sea. Right. Uh yeah, I yeah, I agree with you. Correa is a choice. I think I I would just say Swanson because he's the easier sell to the
0: fans. Of course. And I get that. I get that. But I feel like he's just too. You don't like you don't know how he how he would react to those to that kind of environment. Mm-hmm. Like, granted, there's a like, you're right. There is. Pressure of the weight of the world is on your shoulders when you're playing in the World Series. You're playing to be champion of the world, you know.
1: Yeah. And the
0: United <laughs> States, for sure. <laughs> North America. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Not even. We don't have any teams in Mexico, Canada. All right, so we have two thirds of North America. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, welcome to the sixty-six percent North America Championship. Right. Just doesn't flow off the tongue as well as World Series.
0: Continue. Yeah. Um. So I mean, who knows if he could handle a full season of that? Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, look- <laughs> This might seem or sound crazy, but look at Randy Johnson, one of the greatest pitchers of all time, and he cracked. He caved under that pressure after just half a season. I His always, first day, he was already getting into it, you know?
1: I always wonder if it was um, the pressure getting to him or the fact that he wasn't Randy Johnson anymore. Sure like if he pitched like he had pitched the uh the re- the beginning of his career the new york media wouldn't have been hounding him so badly and making everything worse but
0: mm-hmm. you know.
1: so we both are in agreement the yankees need to do something they can't go into the season with the same team
0: right right well,
1: we shall see i know there've been rumblings they're trying to look at um uh was it? brian reynolds the outfielder for the pirates Came out earlier this week and asked for a trade and forgot he was in the wrong sport. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. You got three more years of arbitration. You ain't going yeah. nowhere, buddy. We'll see. All right. So that's another Yankee. So let's move on to the other team, New York. The New York Metropolitans. Are you ready for all the stuff that they did this offseason?
0: Man, meet the Mets.
1: They're going to need uh, name tags um, in spring training. Uh, let's go with the biggest news. Signed Justin Verlander to a two-year $86 million contract with an option. Also signed Jose Quintana, two years $26 million. David Robinson, one year $10 million. Re-sign Brandon Nimmo, eight years $162 million. And understand, I wrote this whole script out on Saturday and they had the nerve to keep doing uh signings
0: <laughs> to keep signing.
1: Yes, coming off the news, um, of uh, from yesterday, they signed uh, code singer, uh, right hander from the uh, what's it called? Oh lord, what's it called? I'm not even gonna try to say. Fukua, Softbank, Hops, uh, Hawks, uh. Um, basically japan baseball five years 75 million dollar contract
0: yeah you could have said from japan
1: (laughs) from japan i was was trying i was trying i tried i was like let me go and like whoops went too far their payroll as it stands right now is 335 million dollars which blows by every luxury tax penalty line and so far just for this one year including their payroll and their luxury tax penalty they're looking at a grand total of a 420 million dollar cap hit as Dion would say must be the money
0: <laughs> this, is awesome. this is how a billionaire owner should spend his money
1: you know what this is all about, and I just thought about the, this today. This is all because they got embarrassed by the Braves last season. The Braves catching up to the Mets and knocking them out of the NL East um, uh, first place. Embarrassed them and embarrassed their owner, and they were like, fuck it, we're not going to let that happen again.
0: On the last day.
1: Yes. it, it was. It's... They're overcompensating in the best way. Like this is gonna, this is going to be a very impressive team as long as everything comes together. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts, man?
0: Well, they did the exact opposite of the Yankees, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And because they needed to. The Yankees, their rotation is pretty good as it, as it is with Cole. Cole, you know, Cole might not be dominant like he once was, but he's still a pretty good pitcher, really good pitcher. Um, might be overpaid at this point. Um, and they still have other guys in the rotation that are pretty good, that that you know can hold their own. Severino possibly, and they needed to keep Judge. The Mets, on the other hand, already had a pretty good um, offense with Lindor.
1: Lindor, and and Marte, Alonzo, Jeff McNeil.
0: Alonzo, yes. Yeah. So the, the offense is pretty well intact. hmm But you lose Jacob DeGrom. You have Max Scherzer as your anchor, as your ace. I'll beat I'll be it, what, 38, 39 years old, something yeah. like that. Hey,
1: can we talk about Max Scherzer real quick?
0: Sure. Two different uh, color eyes. <laughs> Is that what you want to talk about?
1: That's always what you want to talk about. I bring up Max Scherzer, <laughs> the first thing you, talk, you want to bring up. He only had 23 starts last year. Mm-hmm. He's, like I say. He's 38. And he, while he was pitching in those 23 starts, he was phenomenal. But I think we're getting to a part of his career where he's going to be more like, um, well, the guy that just left, uh, Jacob DeGromber's, like, you, you shouldn't be um, expecting more than 28 to 30 starts, right? If in fact, I might let me go lower, 25 to 28 starts,
0: that's better. I think that's that's more. More likely, and so the Mets. In fact,
1: in fact, let me ask you a question: Who do you think in the next two years? Who do you think starts more games for the Mets, Scherzer or
0: Verlander? I think Verlander. I think got it's got a brand so- new elbow.
1: I think so too. Yeah. <clears throat> Man, I think so too even though it, we talk, we talked about before yeah Verlier has a brand new elbow but everything else is still 40
0: right but they're they're both similar pitchers like they're not going to be diving all over the place you know for at comebackers and things like that you know mm-hmm. they're going to pretty much stay put on the mound you know they're not going to be running all over the field um so i I think the chance of non-arm related injuries, um, you know, should, should be about the same for both. But Verlander has a brand new elbow. Right? So I think he's that's going he, to pitch. That's what you Yeah. <laughs> I think he's going to pitch more um, than than Scherzer. And so the Mets did what they needed to do. They needed to shore up their pitching. Mm-hmm. They got Verlander. I mean, Hell, they have rebuilt their rotation.
1: Yeah, the only two guys left from last year are Max Scherzer and Carlos Carrasco.
0: Yeah. And Carrasco, you know, is a former Cy Young ca- candidate, correct? Or w- did he win? I can't uh, remember Cam- if he won.
1: How old do you think Carlos Carrasco is?
0: Uh, He's what,
1: 33?
0: 35.
1: Wow. I don't know. There are just some guys that like get stuck in a permanent age for me. So it's like, no matter when I hear their name, they're always that age. And I swore to God, I thought Carlos Carrasco was like 29.
0: <laughs> Forever young. <laughs> yes. Only in my mind, yeah. <laughs> not in real life. But the Mets, I mean, they rebuilt their rotation. Mm-hmm. Is it good enough to compete with Atlanta to compete with Houston? Mm-hmm that remains to be seen and off the, and just, uh, it remains to be seen, but I'll say no. I think unless, uh, what's his name from Japan?
1: Oh, damn. Sorry. I just lost it. Singa.
0: Singa. Who presumably will be the youngest member of the rotation. At 29 uh, years old. Yes, he is. Yeah. Um, if he has a first year like we've seen, was it Darvish had a great first season? Mm-hmm. Um Otani. If he has that kind of season where he could be looked at as a, a number two or number or number one or number two guy, even ahead of the guys that are being paid forty plus million, um could give him a chance. But we have seen, historically, when you throw a lot of money around, it doesn't always work in your favor. It's worked for the Yankees many times. There's no denying that. Hasn't worked for them in a while. In many, many years. Um, hasn't worked for the it, Dodgers too much. Hasn't worked for the Dodgers. We're cr- I'm crossing over sports. It worked for... The Los Angeles Rams last year, they built a super team. Yep,
1: and they didn't, the right? <laughs> the, mm. didn't work for the Lakers,
0: right? But it's they're suffering this year. Didn't work for the Yankee for the Lakers when they had Kobe and Shaq and Malone and Peyton. and who's the, there was a uh, there was a fifth member of that super team that year that they yeah,
1: did. but it wasn't anybody important,
0: right? I don't Maybe remember it was, who was yeah, didn't work for them. Um, and they they had a lot of older guys on that team. The Mets are spending a lot of money on a lot of older pitching. you know that they're cantana is what thirty five right? thirty
1: three
0: okay, thirty three.
1: Let's see Verlander' is thirty nine serger's thirty eight, is, is twenty nine, Carrasco thirty five and cantana
0: thirty three. It's an old rotation mm-hmm. I mean, it's a very much a win now type of rotation. Can they win right now? I don't know. I don't. I, who knows? Um, because the Braves rotation is good and they're young and they're experienced when it where it counts,
1: you know, and, and the biggest thing, it's baseball.
0: A <laughs> long said, season.
1: I've said this for like the past two seasons. You get into the playoffs. All you need is one pitcher to get hot and one or two haters to carry you, you can go to the World Series. And we've seen that two years running. Atlanta did last year and Houston did it this year.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: But the oh, Mets did what spe- they... Oh, speaking of which, man, win the World Series makes losing last year so much easier to handle. Of
0: course. Absolutely. So, you know, but the Mets had to do something. They had to Go get somebody when they when you lose to Grom, when you lose on the final day of the season, you know.
1: Yeah. The Braves basically shamed them into being better and spending yeah. millions upon millions of dollars. And right. we still don't know if they're better than the Braves. Like That's I how like, good the Braves are. Yeah, I like what they what the Mets did. They went out there and spent the money, billionaire owner, doing billionaire things. And I love that. <laughs> I just don't know if they're the best team in the in the east. I mean, we talk about the Rays. We hadn't even talked about the team that actually went to the World Series from the NL East, the Philadelphia Phillies. Right.
0: And they made moves.
1: Yes. They're coming up next. We'd like to go to the Phillies.
0: Go for it. I'm gonna hit mute because I gotta sneeze.
1: All right, go ahead, sneeze, boy. So Philadelphia Phillies, um winners of the National League.
0: Damn it! I lost it. Ugh, I lost the sneeze.
1: <laughs> Back to it you. It disappeared. You? All right. They made two uh, big moves. I, I'll talk. We'll talk about. Signed Trey Turner to an 11 year, 300 million dollar contract, and backed that up with a four year, 72 million dollar
0: deal for Taiwan Walker. Oh, he's he signed with the Phillies. Yeah, I didn't hear that one. I did not hear that story. Oh, but, oh. okay. Me and Walker, <laughs> the past <laughs> breaking news. <laughs> past few years, me and Walker, he's been on on and off again. Me and him, uh, I've had him on my fantasy team. I've dropped him. I picked him back up. It's been inconsistent for my team. He's your temptation. You just can't quit him. Like brokeback mountain. He was one of those highly touted Seattle prospects from back in the day. Mm-hmm. You always yeah. kind of had hope that he would, you know, live up to that and. Yeah.
1: And at the end of the season, you'd always look at his stats and be like, "You should be better than this." Yeah, yeah. Um, man. Uh, first off, I'd like to give congratulations to myself for getting this right. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, you called Trey Turner. I did not predict him to get such a huge deal—three hundred million dollars. That's. I think that's their second three hundred. Million dollar deal on the team. Then yep. Bryce Harper signed. Yep, I know that was what. Two Something years ago. Like. Yeah, sure, why not? Nineteen. That's when he signed, Archer nineteen. I got to see how a contract was. Was it three thirteen? No one cares I, about this, but, us, but <laughs> I just remember being a 13-year deer in the mountain. Uh, there you go, 13, 330 million. Mm-hmm. That's funny. What you got? Signing Trey Turner, they needed a signing because Bryce Harper is going to be out into around the All-Star game because he had Tommy John surgery.
0: So that was going to be my main point was – I think that's the biggest move that's happened to the team all offseason. Losing out on Harper for half the season. Yeah, when he
1: comes back, he'll be DH only like he was at the end of last season. Right. I still think that's a big problem. We saw last year in the World Series, Nick uh, Castellanos just make defensive play after play. I think he can do that for like a month in the playoffs. Can he do that for six months during the regular season? Cause you're going to have him and Kyle Schwarber out there in the outfield.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they got away with it last year. Like they didn't make the backbreaking errors. That I expected them to make in the playoffs, but how well is that, is that defense is going to hold up when you got teams, like we say, the Braves and the Mets chasing you.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I feel like all the money they spent—the the biggest story for the the Phillies is losing out on Harper, you know, mm-hmm. who carried that team to the World Series essentially.
1: Although I feel like this is the perfect, this team just represents Philadelphia so well. We're just going to hit the ball hard, hit home runs, and fuck defense. I feel like that's Philadelphia to its core. <laughs> Yeah, I like the signing. Um, I do
0: too. I think Turner. Uh, I hated him in 2019 when he was with Washington, beating the Astros in the World Series. Mm-hmm. But he is. I mean, there's a reason why they gave him that kind of contract. I mean, yes, because is, because
1: they wanted to spread the the hit over 11 years instead of eight.
0: Right, right, but he's worth 300 million. I mean, he steals bases and he's probably, this will be the year that he probably slows down. I mean, he's 29 years old. Um, So, you know, I wouldn't count on those anymore. But up until this point, he was the kind of guy that would get on base, would steal base, hit for power, um, hit for average. A very complete player. And so, yeah, I would say worth $300 million. Um, So, I would say it's going to be very interesting. In tw- I mean, I'm not, I'm not counting them out, but what I'm saying is 2024 when you get a full season of him and Harper in a lineup mm-hmm. and Schwarber and, and those guys, that's going to be interesting to see. Because, look, it's going to take Harper some time to get back into it, you know? You know, even even if he does show up by the all star break, um, you know, he's gonna go through some some pains at the plate. Which is understandable. Ring rust. Some people believe in it, some <laughs> yeah. people don't.
1: Everyone who got knocked out in the uh second round of the playoffs last year on the high seats, they definitely believed in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I love the sign. I think this is my favorite signing of the entire all season. Um, I think even if Trey Turner's speed starts to drop this year and he doesn't get the stolen base, stolen base numbers that he's gotten before, he's still that good of a hitter mm-hmm. to to make things happen. He's an excellent um, leadoff man, um, and he's perfect for this team. He's exactly what they needed.
0: Yeah, I mean the guy still hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, Still scores runs. I mean, he's
1: it's on base. He does everything you need from a leadoff guy.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And then on the other side, we talked about a little bit, Tywall Walker. All you're going to do is send him out there every five days. Cross your fingers. Right. Like, on this team, he just needs to be serviceable. You don't need to be perfect. You don't need to be the number one or the number two, because they still have Nola and Wheeler. You just need to come in there, pitch five, six good innings, and get out and just don't blow up. Just be serviceable. Right. Now I know what 72-
0: right?
1: I was gonna say. 72 million dollars is a lot to pay for serviceable. But like with the inflation has hit hard in the MLB.
0: And especially when you're playing the NLP east mm-hmm. when steve cohen is just
1: making it rain like he's lil wayne at the strip club what were you gonna yeah, ask
0: absolutely who was the the pitcher that they just lost to tampa uh Eflin. efflin that's right yeah he he was a big piece of the a big part of them getting to the to the world series this year right
1: i believe so yeah he signed a forty million dollar contract with the Rays, and that's the biggest free agent contract they've ever given out. I want you to think about that, <laughs> yeah.
0: they've been around for twenty years.
1: It's the biggest they've ever given ever. <laughs> that is crazy. um yeah I really like everything they did, which sucks because I don't want them I don't want to see them in the World Series again. <laughs> But yeah, I just like this is the one team I don't have too much to say about because I feel like they're, if it wasn't for Bryce Harper's injury, I could pencil them in for like 95 to 100 wins, even in that difficult division.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. last year, I know it, it was the Cinderella story. Like, look at them go from the wild card to the World Series. And it's like, go look at their payroll. They're like the sixth highest. Uh, uh pay, uh paid team in all of baseball. Let's not act like it's a Cinderella story. They <laughs> underachieve with their first manager. He got fired. They brought in the new guy and they played like they played like they were supposed to play. Yeah respect to the Philadelphia Phillies. I really like their team. It's gonna be interesting to see them. All right and the last team I'll we'll talk about um, also made a huge signing at shortstop. The San Diego Padres signed Xander Bogaerts to an 11-year, 288 million dollar contract. 288. I like that number. Yes.
0: That came out of nowhere.
1: I just imagine them being in the boardroom and they're like, "We already have two good shortstops," and then someone like pushes their glasses up, anime style, I was like, "Yes." But what if we got a third? <laughs> See, Anthony's supposed to laugh there, but he knows nothing of anime. So he just he left me hanging. Wow. You there? Know, he's frozen. You still there?
0: I'm still here. I'm wow. sorry.
1: You just left me hanging. Wow. I thought you.
0: This is how I do me. I'm sorry. I, I dropped the ball on that one.
1: You think you know, man? <laughs> you
0: think you know, man?
1: But anyway, yeah. Padres signing Bogarts, eleven years, two hundred eight million dollars. Um, apparently they're going to play him at shortstop, even though Ha Sung Kim is the better shortstop defensively. Mm-hmm. And they also gave um Fernando Tatis all that money to play shortstop.
0: <laughs> yeah, man, that's an interesting problem to have. So apparently
1: what I saw, the plan is to have Bogarts at shortstop, Kim at second, Soto in right field for now, and then when Mm -hmm. Tatis comes back, move Soto to left and have Tatis in right?
0: Yeah, it seems like everybody's shifting for Xander Bogarts. (laughs) Yeah.
1: When the, the obvious simpler solution should be Kim stays at shortstop and then you just move Bogarts to second. Mm-hmm. But you just pay the guy $208 million and so you don't want to hurt his pride. Even though he should be ecstatic with the money he got because from all reports the Boston Red Sox were not going to give him anything close to that. I think the last uh, reported offer I saw was like $160 million.
0: Wow. 120 million less. Yeah. Oh. Almost 130 million less. Yeah.
1: And apparently people in Boston are not happy about their current general manager with all the talent that's gone from that team.
0: And all the talent that they haven't received in return.
1: Yeah. Let's see. Who's gone? Mookie's gone. Benintendi. Xander and I like well might as well get ready to say Bon Boyard to um Rafael Denvers because then like he's going to be there for long
0: mm-hmm. JD Martinez is no longer he's a free agent now mm-hmm. I think right yeah yeah
1: yeah I was, but good luck Boston it's always fun when you're super rich big in their owners Aside, they're broke <laughs> so going back to the uh Padres I had the same question with the Padres that I had with the Yankees, and it was, what's next for this team? And you and me earlier, we were texting after the Bogarts news came out. We were like, oh, they need a pitcher. They need a starting pitcher because we were going to the team. We like Joe Musgrove, yeah. Blake Snell hasn't been Blake Snell yet. Yu Darvish, he's been great, good. But he's 36, so he might need a replacement. So we were going through and we were naming teams for the Padres, naming pitchers for the Padres. And we're like, Man, well, maybe Carlos Rondone, but he seems a little bit out of the price range. So maybe we should look a little lower. Someone like Chris Bassett. And I believe we both agreed on Chris Bassett, right? I believe so. Yeah. So while I was writing this script out on Saturday, I was like, oh, Chris Bassett, then I wrote down a contract that I, I thought out for him because the contract offers everything I've seen like, what the experts have like um, predicted for? I was like, man, that, that's kind of high. So let's, look. or no, oh, I'd say it's not high enough. Excuse me, because of the inflation that's happened, and everything. I mean, that's it. so the on um, grabs, the predicted contract was three years, forty-eight million dollars. I was like, all right, let me bump that up a little bit. So I went three years, fifty-four million dollars, and <laughs> I was still low because. Today, reports came in Chris Bassett just signed a three year, $63 million contract with the Toronto Blue Jays.
0: Toronto striking while they can. Mm -hmm. They see the Yankees are vulnerable, the Red Sox are red socking. Yep, red sucking. And the Blue Jays only finished
1: hey. they only finished seven games behind the Yankees. So it's there for their taking. It but is. Ba- back to the Padres, like what do they do now? Like I still I believe in their offense. Their offense is, isn't the problem. They're pitching.
0: Man. Uh they could give Sean Manea another shot, even though he was Ooh, didn't not he? good.
1: Hold on. Didn't Sean Manea sign already?
0: Oh, did he? I don't know. I'm looking at a a list of free agents that, and this was posted today.
1: Uh, I swear I heard Sean sign got signed somewhere. I'm going the book. There you go. Sean Monnet, baseball player. I was so afraid of him. Can you get the uh two, two years $25 million contract with the Giants today? Oh wow. Okay. I knew I already assigned.
0: Hmm. Man. Um. I mean, Noah Syndergaard is still out there. Nathan Valdi is still out there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's the same problem that I've um, noticed whenever I look at the Astros, I'm like, man, should the Astros sign a starting pitcher? And then I go through the list of pitchers I play through the game is, is this pitcher better or worse than um, their fifth starter? And for the Astros, that's uh, who's going uh, um, to... your Kiti. And like my answer is always no. When I go through. So you could look at the San Diego uh, Padres right now. Their fifth starter uh, is going to be Adrian... Morgon out of Cuba and like they had a 424 ERA last year and like you go through the free agent that available if you both say okay well they probably don't have the money to get Carlos for who apparently wants a second year deal good luck mm-hmm Look, this is all season to get it, baby. Everybody's getting over it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I swear to God, you say that now, and then like fifteen minutes after the podcast post, it'll be like the Yankees have signed Carlos Rodon to a seven-year, two hundred and fourteen million dollars deal. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Gotta call him crazy. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: and then he'll be standing somewhere, calls. Brandon would be in a chair rocking back and forth like Anthony Garcia called me a madman. A madman. Who's mad now? All right. So let's say Brandon's out for the Padres. Uh, let's see. Let's go through these stars. Oh, this gets bad fast. You already said Nathan Valdi. Yeah. Noah Sindegard's still out there. Yep. Ross Stripling. Okay, Michael Waka Waka Flame, Corey Kluber, Zach Grinky, Johnny uh, Cueto, Drew Smiley, and it's starting to get ugly. Jordan Lyles.
0: True, Boy, man, that oh, is yeah. a big drop from Drew from Drew Smiley. Drew Smiley, That's a massive drop.
1: Uh, Drew Smiley, way Miley, Jordan Lyles, Rich Hill, Dylan Bundy, Chris Archer, and it just
0: keeps getting worse and worse. That's- At this point, I would go after any of those guys except for Jordan Lyles.
1: I don't know, man. I think you just like bite the bullet and go with what you got and hope that a trade opens up in the middle of the season.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, realistically, that's probably what needs to happen. That's probably what should happen.
1: So I had a question because I was going through this and I was looking at Bassett and I was looking at his numbers and everything when he was a free agent. And I was wondering if you were a GM, who would you rather uh, sign Bassett, Tyrone Walker or Jameson well um, uh,
0: Where's Ty- Tyon? Where's he at?
1: uh to, to, to Chicago he got a four year 68 million dollar deal from them so I guess the question is which player would you rather have including their age and their current contract so Talion, he's 31 like I said four years 68 million dollars uh Walker he's 30 he got four years 72 million or or Chris Bassett he's 34 three years 63 million.
0: Man, I think it would, it would be between Tyon and Bassett. I don't know. Uh, and, and Walker, too.
1: Walker and Bassett? Or Walker, Walker
0: T- and Tyon, because they're younger.
1: I think I went between Bassett and Walker.
0: Because.
1: Oh, because you talk about um, Walker, um, Walker's inconsistent. Go look at James and numbers.
0: Yeah, I said two, two good seasons, and that's about it.
1: Yeah, and then go look up Bassett's num- numbers. Even though he's 34, he has a longer track record of consistency. So I guess it really comes down to what kind of team you have. Like, you have a team that's trying to win right now. You should go and get Bassett because you could if with him as your third or fourth pitcher, you can probably, you know, get to a, a championship series, a World Series. But if you're a younger team, like, say, the Cubs, who just signed mm-hmm. Italian, maybe you do that. But if I'm trying to win, I'd try to get Bassett.
0: Yeah, you age. know what? I, I'd agree with you I mean he is 34 but it's a pretty young 34 if you if you do look at his numbers he's he just pitched 181 innings for the first time in his career mm-hmm. 737 innings pitched in eight years um yeah no I mean yeah no i I think you're right I think bassett and and uh Walker, mm-hmm. and then I guess yeah, probably Bassett because he uh, definitely been more consistent than than Walker for sure.
1: That's crazy. Walker got nine million more than Bassett did. Seventy two versus sixty three million. Yeah, mm-hmm. I that's a, I would just rather have um, Bassett yeah because even if you only get like twenty five starts if you get twenty five starts of a of a play and then mm-hmm. you have to use some stop uh spot star that may give you c to D, I feel like that's better than getting thirty five um games from either Walker or talium that basically i average out to c games you know yeah. All right, so that's, uh, that was just a fun little question I had while I was looking through the contracts and everything. So we're going to go through and talk about some other free agent signings. Just give me a minute to pull up this page here. Yeah. yeah. We talk about the big ones, but there are definitely more than just those that happen. All right. So I'm just going to go by biggest. salary I'm going to go down. So we are talking. Hi, what you doing? Okay, her oh, child interruption. He's <laughs> up here clean. He's up here cleaning up. We had Chick Fil A for dinner tonight. He's cleaning up at him, So, um, okay, let's start with uh, um some news that, well, two catchers that kind of broke our hearts. Wilson Contreras <laughs> signing with the St. Louis Cardinals with a five-year $87, 87.5 million dollar deal. And right before we started recording, um, an alert came through from the Athletics saying that Christian uh, Vasquez was uh, about to sign a three-year deal with the Minnesota Twins.
0: Good for both of them. Mm-hmm. I know the Astros were, were looking at both.
1: Oh, sorry. We got the official numbers on the Vasquez deal. Three years, $30 million.
0: It's not bad at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, Contreras. It like that makes more sense to go to, to St. Louis. I mean, they're a team that they've had one of the best catchers of all time for so long. They're not just going to settle for, you know, anybody going, you know, the first season. Without Yadier Molina. Mm-hmm. So going out and getting a guy like Contreras makes sense. I don't think I, they may have overpaid for him a, a, a hair. But, That's you know, the
1: market, baby.
0: Yeah, what's a hair you know, mm. at this point? Um, and I, I, yeah, I mean, I didn't. I look at the Astros and I, I look at Martin Maldonado. He's what, 36, 37 years old? 37, I believe. 37. Um he can still squat down, like he's, you know, he can still catch. The arm is still pretty good.
1: Well, when you're in your late 30s, squatting down isn't the problem. It's getting back up.
0: Getting back up. That's true. That is true. Um, he doesn't need help getting back up. (laughs) I'll put it that way. Um he's still productive where it counts with the pitching staff behind the plate. Um his arm is still, you know, still good enough, especially for mm-hmm. 37. So it's hard to and the fact that they've won two titles. No, no, one one title. He, he wasn't he wasn't in on twenty seventeen, was he? Who? Maldonado?
1: No. No.
0: Yeah. yeah uh if you look that up. But the fact that he he, you know, Won the title this year, developed such a rapport with, you know, the Astros starters this season. Um, it's hard to see the Astros go after a catcher that presumably, you know, would ideally would want to play full time. Mm-hmm. So it, it was tough. It, it was I, I didn't I didn't think they had a legitimate chance to get Contreras.
1: Um, 2017, Maldonado was with the Angels. Angels,
0: yeah. Um, and I think Vasquez is young still compared to he's compared to Martin that he mm-hmm. wants to play every day. Yep. It's hard to go after an everyday player that is going to you know would have to settle for a reduced role. And I think that's what any catcher that they're going to look at at this point, at least for the next, I would say the next one to two seasons.
1: Yeah. I I think the Astros should just prepare to use Corey Lee. Yeah. Like, I think that should be the plan going forward right now.
0: It would be nice to have a guy that hits 19, 20 home runs like Contreras or who hits two eighty, like Vasquez can, Mm -hmm. Um, but you're going with 37 year old guy that still throws well behind the plate, calls good games, has a rapport with this rotation, um, but only hits a buck ninety nine, and is good for maybe 10 to 12 home runs. The Astros are in the fortunate position where they don't need the catcher to be an offensive juggernaut. You, know? yeah,
1: you don't need a superstar. You just need a guy who handles the pitching staff and can throw out. 30% of runners that try them.
0: Yeah. So uh, I'm surprised Vasquez chose the twins, but you got to go where the money's at. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Contreras, yeah, made all the sense in the world that he was going go to go to St. Louis. Yeah.
1: Vasquez, it must have been about playing time because the Astros have more than enough cash space to, to beat that deal. The Astros have like $35 million in cash space before they hit the first luxury tax uh threshold. Right, right. But, but yeah. you know,
0: it is all about playing as well. Yeah. Um
1: I don't blame him at all. Um going through here, Mitch Haniger leaves Seattle, goes to San Francisco, 3 years, 43 and a half million dollars.
0: If um if Seattle gets worse <laughs> by losing a guy like Haniger, I'm okay with it. Yeah, same
1: here. This one I want to talk about just because the rumors I heard about this man made no sense. Cody Bellinger signs a one year seventeen and a half million dollars uh, contract with the Chicago Cubs, and I want to say is the rumors of him coming to the Houston Astros never made any sense to me. Like
0: once, you... once they signed a brave, I think I would agree with you. But, like but he's if, young if, enough.
1: If you're, well, his best talent is, is center field. You know, he's an excellent defensive center field who can't hit, hit a lick. We already have one of those. Technically, we have two of those if <laughs> you include Jake Myers in that situation. so they're made, not even
0: making a combined $1 million. Yeah,
1: so it didn't make any sense for the Astros to pay, you know, anywhere between 15 to $20 million on a guy who was basically going to be you know chaz uh, mccormick jr like <laughs> i didn't make any sense and that's even before you get to the whole houston fans would probably have a conniption vid that dude showed up in the Astros uniform
0: well what happened to bellinger
1: um so i remember i heard i was listening to um what's those things called uh one of those spaces on on twitter and um Chandler Rome was on there talking about Bellinger um, at the beginning of free agency before, I think that was right after the um, Dodgers um, non-tendered him, and he was basically off about, yeah, they took a look at his shoulder and it's just shredded. It's just basically meat falling off the bone because he's had multiple surgeries on that shoulder. It
0: still hasn't recovered? Mm, doesn't look like it. Wow. So that's what... Because, I mean, the guy hit 35 home runs. Was it his rookie season, I think? Or, like, early into his career, he was mashing it. I mean, girls were running on the field to go see him.
1: Yeah, and also there's the whole... It's kind of peculiar that as soon as Mob started watching the uh, film rooms that your numbers went down. (laughs) <laughs> Same thing with um, with Bellinger and uh, who's that? Uh, The outfielder in Milwaukee. Oh, Yellich. Yellich. Like, Oof, hmm. yeah. As soon as MLB started paying attention to the film room, your numbers went down and they went down a considerable bit. Hmm. Pretty peculiar.
0: What is that about? I don't remember that.
1: So there are guys back, you know, when it was legal, like guys would go in there and check out their swing and do all this research. And basically what it became like a habit. And now the habit has gone and like, Oh, you messed up my habit. I can't do what I used to do. I can't check my swing. Like, and it's, it's break me down. It's like, is that the reason or is it because you're not getting the signals that you complain about the Astros getting? (laughs) I don't know. I'm not throwing any suspicion. I'm just saying it's just pretty. It's mighty peculiar. That's all I'm going to say. I got you.
0: Yeah, man, those first three seasons of his were insane.
1: Yeah, he won MVP in 17? 19. 19, okay.
0: Rookie of the Year, 17. Oh, okay. Nothing in 18 and then 19, yeah. He blew up. Oh, uh, see. And then COVID oh. hit. And he played 56 games in the COVID season.
1: But and I believe he injured his shoulder, like, celebrating a home run during, <laughs> I th- was it the World Series? The COVID World Series? One, sometime in the COVID playoffs. He, like, injured himself. And it's basically been he's, he's supposed to change his swing and he can't do it, you know. It's, a, it's just a lot of moving parts, I believe, between the shoulder and him, like trying to find a swing that works for him that won't injure his shoulder. And being right. comfortable with that swing while also, you know, playing one of the most difficult sports in modern history, you know?
0: Yeah. But he played first base, right? Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. His rookie season looks like. Play first base, some um, yeah okay,
1: yeah he plays first base, but his value is in the outfield because he's a Gold Glove caliber center fielder.
0: Well, the only reason why it made sense to me before the Astros signed Abreu is that because you could put him at first, and he's only twenty seven. Um, he stinks. He does stink. I'll give you that. Um. But the idea of a change of scenery, you know, you you do kind of have that optimism of a guy who's that young, who has uh, had, you know, he displayed, you know, flashes of, of greatness early in his career at a very young age. Mm-hmm. You kind of hope you can recapture that somehow. Um and now knowing that his He's shoulders still messed up, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> that's, still the messed see, up. that's
1: the see Houston speaking through me. He's
0: a bum. Yeah, The cheating,
1: washed-up bum. Oh, excuse me, pardon me.
0: Uh, if you played him at first, he wouldn't have to, th- you know, throw and and maybe cause more damage to his shoulder. That's
1: true, but again, you're playing him at a at a less important position. He, his best position and the position where he brings the most value to a team is center field.
0: Right. Right. But the idea that maybe he could restart that bat would be, would have been interesting, but then you sign a Brayu, and given that you've already got the same guys in center field, you know, relative to him at a much cheaper price then yeah, no, it goes out the window for sure. I get that.
1: Uh, speaking about Abreu, how are you feeling about that deal?
0: I love it, dude.
1: <laughs> Three years, $58.5 million. They're
0: not even paying the guy $20 million a season. Um, He doesn't need to be rookie of the year, Jose Abreu, who hit 37 home runs in his rookie season. Uh, 36 home runs in his rookie season. He doesn't have to be a guy who necessarily needs to hit 30 plus home runs a season if you get anywhere between 19 to 27 home runs and what he's a 292 career hitter
1: mm-hmm.
0: with plenty of doubles um you know gets on base man uh, like I'm, honestly I'm... it's it's my it it is actually my favorite move of the offseason overall because the defending champions only got better in this situation
1: it's what i said about the taiwan walker deal you just have to be serviceable you don't need to be a superstar you don't need to be an all-star caliber first baseman you just need to be serviceable i need to be feel comfortable when you
0: come up to pat
1: that's Mm -hmm. it that's all you need to do on this team
0: yeah no for me uh you uh, you said that was the Devers your favorite signing of the season, but uh, Turner. No, yeah, Turner. Turner, Turner. That's your pick. Abreu was my pick, and it's not. I mean, yeah, it is kind of a Homer pick, but I mean, you a Homer? <laughs> what? <laughs> but if you think about it, the best team in baseball just got better offensively. Um. The guy is serv like you said is serviceable at first base Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and you didn't necessarily have to, you know, break the bank to get him. When all these other teams are spending hundreds of millions of dollars to get guys, you were able to get a, an all-star caliber MVP caliber first baseman um, at the end of his career. I mean, Maybe. Maybe, I mean, the don't be the, putting the, the my the,
1: expectations on that man. Second half of his be career, serviceable. If you hear me out there, Mr. O'Brien, you be serviceable,
0: and you don't have to break the bank. And there's money to left over to lock up uh, Tucker, to lock up Framber and Javier. Um, and and you know, well. Jeremy, that's he's got a ways to go. Mm-hmm. Oh, but potentially locking him up if you wanted to. You know what else I thought I'm about? I'm all for it.
1: You know what else I thought about when I saw these big contracts? Thank the good Lord above that we all raised on Jordan Alvarez. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, sweet baby Jeebus. Also, I know Kyle Tucker is looking at these deals and just seeing to himself, get paid, young hitter, get paid, get paid, young hitter, get paid.
0: <laughs> 25 years old, played in three World Series already. Yeah. And it's 1-1. Yeah.
1: And also Alvarez and Tucker got bonuses because of the new CB uh cb i was say CBL cpa agreement um every team puts in uh, i think it's 1.6 million dollars into a pool for all the players that are pre-arbitration
0: mm-hmm.
1: and depending on their war and their like their placement and things like rookie of the year mvp cy young they also get paid from that and Tucker took home over a million, and the same thing with Alvarez. I think Alvarez was the second highest. Yeah, I think Alvarez. I think it was either one point four or one point six million. Is that called? On top of the World Series, um, the playoff bonuses they got and everything.
0: So, where does that money come from? Because that was insane.
1: Where does the World Series money come from? I mean, the playoff my uh, tickets.
0: Okay. Okay. Because <laughs> each player got what half a million.
1: Um. Yeah. Because what they do is like every every team gets like a bonus pool, and it gets a pool of money, and they vote on who gets what money if they get a full share or a percentage of a share and things like that. And I remember a story someone was talking about. Um. I think it was was it, Ricky Henderson. Every time they go to the playoffs and they'd be like voting on shares, no matter who name come up, it was like the clubhouse guy or the attendee or whatever. He'd always say full shares and everybody else would be <laughs> like, would like fuck it because you say full shares, then the money starts shrinking for everybody. It's like, he's like, nah, they're like, Ricky, stop. He's like, nah, fuck that. This money could change someone's life. You mm-hmm. know, you get an extra 50 to $75,000. I mean that could be a difference between making it and not making it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to see if there are any other free agency I wanna talk about train signings. No, I don't think so. You wanna do some quick predictions about the guys who are left? Sure. All right, we'll do this, then we'll do our winners and losers and then we'll get out of here. Um this... goddamn. Did I just pick pictures? pictures? No, I think there's everybody. Okay. <laughs> what? This guy <got> ugly fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dancy Swanson.
0: Man. Um, did you write down who we picked last time? No, I did not. Man. I forgot who I said. That's okay. You can always change your mind. Revised. C- considering that the landscape has changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Swanson, I think... We'll go to. Let's see. Let
1: um... me <laughs> oh, go first. Yeah, go yeah. First. I'm picking the same thing I picked last time. I remember what team I picked. Um, I'm picking the Dodgers because I don't believe they go into the regular season with Gavin Lux at shortstop.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, right, right,
1: right. Especially with all the rumors that float around that they're completely out on Carlos Correa.
0: All right. I think they go with Swanson. I'll say the Giants. Mm. Giants have all this money. <laughs> yes. And couldn't yeah. give it to anybody. <laughs> yeah,
1: we will talk about that in a minute. Yeah, so you're picking Johnson. That's your... <laughs> Sorry, you're picking... Uh, Giants guys. for Swanson. Swanson. Yeah. All right, calls Rendon. Um... I think I picked him to stay with the Giants because like we said, they got his money, so uh, I'm going to stay with the Giants. Oof, man. Um,
0: you know what? I'm going to say the Twins. Ooh. They just signed a really pretty good, really good uh, catcher in Vasquez. hmm I think they're in a winnable division. Mm-hmm. He's pitched in that division, and I think they could use a, an ace like him to go with Vasquez, uh, to go with their young team. And because they clearly aren't going to, you know, give that money to Correa.
1: Damn, I might want to change my Swanson now that I think about it. You know, I'm going to change Swanson. I'm going to say he's a Giants. I'm going to keep Carlos Renone with the Giants. Mm -hmm. And this is the one I'm changing because Carlos Correa, I say he's going to go to the Giants last time we did this. I'm picking Chicago Cubs.
0: Ooh, okay. Who you got? For Correa? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't remember who I picked, but I'm going to say I'm gonna say the Yankees. I think somebody's somebody's gonna put their pride before anything. Somebody's gonna to have to put their pride aside, and and uh, I think that I think that deal could happen.
1: And the last one, I'm gonna pick. Well, um... oh, before I say that, uh Michael Brantley, you think he's coming back to Houston? Yes. Okay. Me too. Uh, okay and the last one officially uh andrew mantini Oh, man. um i got him coming to houston ben and brantley come to houston
0: i'm going to say the yankees mm-hmm. only because that means they didn't sign correa correa wants him. maybe he went to the cubs or something like that
1: ben his the contract that fangraphs has for him right now four years, $56 million. I'm saying that thing might have almost doubled. Uh, four years, 80, might get it done now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Astros have the money. Alright, so that's a free agency. We'll come back to when, if uh, if and when. <laughs> that's what I feel like, if and when. Swanson, Rendon, and Correa sign. They're the three big names left out there. And Ben mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, let's go. We'll talk about the teams that the excellent this off season and ones that disappoint. Do you want to start with the good ones or the bad ones first? Start
0: with let's start with the bad ones.
1: All right. Um let's see how many teams do I write down here? Because I had the script and I had time to write this know. I got four teams.
0: That have failed so far? So far. The Red Sox?
1: I did not have them on the list, but you can add you have the Red Sox
0: on them? You made a list. Let's go through your list. Don't, I don't...
1: All right, so um, we'll start with the San Francisco Giants because no one of wants course. their money. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: they have like sixty million dollars in luxury tax luxury tax base, and no one wants it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's ridiculous. Uh looks like Carlos Randon's going to leave um, from all the reports. They couldn't get judged. They couldn't get any of the uh, – so far, they haven't gotten any of the shortstops to come out there. And it's like they made a big deal coming into the offseason about the money they had available in the books. They were going to do everything they could to upgrade the team. And bless their hearts, they've tried, but they've swung and missed at every available free agent.
0: Yep. has not happened. hmm uh, yeah, they—they're the—they are. If you but, said even if you'd said like I only have one team on my list, it would definitely be the Giants.
1: Uh, moving on. Um, got a lot in the NL Central. Um, Pittsburgh Pirates. We talked about a little bit. Earlier. Brian Reynolds wants out, and it's just like as long as uh their owner Nutting he's control of the team they're mm-hmm. never going to spend any money and it's like why do you have this team if you're not even going to try to contend right like, basically it's like oh we're going to suck for 20 some years but we're going to get lucky through the draft and hopefully it works <laughs> out for us but it's like you don't have that option more because now we have a lottery like even if mm-hmm. you finish with the worst record there's no guarantee that you're going to have the number one pick man so it's like at what point do you try? or because every owner made thirty million dollars because Disney bought out the remaining shares of the um uh, what's it called? I don't remember the TV name of it, but like their streaming thing, Disney bought the rest of it. Every owner pocketed thirty million dollars.
0: Now, is some that of right?
1: them, Yeah. Now, some of them are gonna turn around and put that into their team. Some of them are gonna turn around and start looking for new yachts to buy. Right. It's just like Pittsburgh, it got one of the most beautiful ballparks in all of baseball. And it just sucks. Like you see that, and it's like a quarter full because people realize that their owner has no interest in doing anything to make the team better. Um, I got two more in the NL Central Chicago Cubs. Mm -hmm. Uh, make sure you're still there. (laughs) Yeah, I'm still here. (laughs) The Chicago Cubs because they just been playing broke. I hate owners who do that. I hate rich owners who play broke. Like, y'all have the money, just like the Red Sox. You guys have the money to go out here and fill whatever team you want. And to win, and you should have a responsibility to win because you know how long your fans waited to get that first championship in two thousand sixteen.
0: Yeah, I mean, they've they done it. They they've they have spent the money in the past. Yeah, you know how loyal your
1: fans were waiting forever for that tile, dying on their deathbeds, listening to Cubs bed Cubs games, hoping they win, hoping they win the World Series before they lose, and to just repay that loyalty with the eh, with a shrug. It's it's ugh. Wrigley Field and Fenway Park. There are two ballparks that should always be jumping. Like there should always be excitement there, just like as part of Americana. And it's just it's just disgusting to be that they're not even fucking trying. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
1: another team, like I say, in the Central, the Brewers. Um, I think. The run they had is over. Talk about Christian Yelich; he's just getting older and older. The MVP uh, is gone. Um, who did they just traded away? Colton Wong um, to the Seattle Mariners. They really didn't get too much back. Um, the trade they did last year, trading away um, Josh Hader, that just completely soured the clubhouse. And that's why they won that tail at the end of the year. And they're just the teams like I understand that you're small market. I understand that you don't have the money that some other teams have. But there has gotta be like when you're when you're doing this well and you know you're making money hand over fist when it comes to you gotta push your chips into the tail and be like, you know what? Fuck it, we'll go five, ten million dollars over the cap. And we'll, over the luxury tax, we'll take this hit one time this year to make a run at a championship. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. what's the point? I I don't understand. Like I said earlier, why do you buy these million, billion dollar franchises and then be cheap?
0: Doesn't make any sense, man.
1: Like, it's a luxury tour. Yeah, I understand it. Have fun with it like build a winner and then try to keep that winner going for as long as you possibly can spend the money cuz you spend the money you win you go to the playoffs you get that playoff money and then you keep you keep winning and then you turn around and you you renegotiate your local TV deals for more money keep like hey look at all this winning we do we would like some more money they then give you more money and then you're shown as a premier team on Um, ESPN, TBS, wherever on Fox, and then you can get more fans who buy more jerseys, who buy more merchandise, who give you more money. Just,
0: just, I couldn't say it any better.
1: it It just frustrates me. It's like I couldn't imagine being an owner and not doing everything I can to win. Because now every time you go out to eat or someone, you know people are looking at you like, oh, that's a cheap motherfucker that owns the Brewers. What the fuck he's doing here?
0: He's probably a terrible tipper.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you got busboys looking at you like, oh, this nigga again? He, he tips 1%. Get the fuck out of here, broke boy. All right. Um, and the last team I have on my disappointment list, Um, the Baltimore Orioles. Guys, what are you doing? You won 83 games last year. You had the surge of support from your fans, and you've done nothing in the offseason. Like, you have so much money available that you could do something, anything, make a signing. Maybe you don't go crazy with the, with the money, but at least you can be a player for one of the big guys. In fact, let me see how much money right now... Um baltimore has available and that?
0: considering considering uh the the al east is is weak it's a weakened division given that the yankees are you know probably not going to be as good as they were um boston is at the bottom of the barrel right now and uh you were only three games behind tampa the, uh, you know, it's of... not like you were, you know, far behind anybody. You know, it's a, <laughs> excuse me. It's still a, com- like, you can still be competitive in that division.
1: Yeah. They finished three games behind the Rays. Their estimated payroll for next year looks to be about $72 million, which means they would have $161 million to spend under the first luxury tax uh threshold. Cause a bunch of the guys, the only guys they have next year that have like guaranteed salaries right now are Kyle Gibson at two million dollars and John Means, who's making a little bit under three. Everybody else is either up for arbitration or pre-arbitration. Man. So you have a hundred and sixty what hundred what's it 162 million, dollars. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you out there trying to get Carl's career and Carlos Rendon right now.
0: I mean, they should.
1: Like, even if you pay them both 70 million, you know, a combined $70 million, you still $91 million underneath the luxury tax line. And that gives you your ace at the top of rotation and your leader at shortstop. Like, I... I'm just Man, I didn't even
0: think of Baltimore as a destination. I didn't realize they had all that money.
1: Because they have so many young guys. You mm-hmm. you realize that we've been talking about, um, what's his name? Uh, the outfielder for Baltimore. Cedric, Cedric Mullins? Yeah, Cedric Mullins. This year will be his first year of arbitration. He still has <laughs> two more years remaining after this. Oh my God. They brought up Adley uh, Rushman, Gunnar Henderson. You know, they're both pre-arbitration. They got so many young players around here. And, like, you won 83 games. You were within spitting distance of making a wild card. Do you know how crazy Baltimore would have been with all these young guys? Why are you not seizing on that momentum and doing everything you can to say, hey, we're here. We've arrived. We're gonna, Jesus! We're gonna make a run at the
0: AL East. Gunnar Henderson was born in two thousand
1: and one. Yes, we're old and was. <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> yeah, that's my number. That's my disappointment team because you they could be doing so much. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any team that you looked at while I was ranting and raving? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, the White Sox, because they didn't get any better. Mm-hmm. Um and there was another team that I was the Dodgers. they yeah. they've been a disappointment. I mean yeah. they yeah. lost they lost uh Turner. Turner. And sure they re signed um Kershaw.
1: Well, they have one problem on their team right now. What's the, ba- the baseball nasty man is, is like basically um, trying to get his money back. Oh, yeah. I see. He was suspended and now he's, uh, what's it called? Not suing. I forget what the arbitration, I think it is. But basically, he's trying to get his money back. And if he wins his, his case, then his contract goes back on their cap.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love, so
1: I love how I can say baseball nasty man, y'all all know who I mean. It's <laughs> right. Like y'all know who the football nasty man is. Yeah, the the Dodgers really—they look like they're gonna use this year to like get underneath <laughs> the luxury tax and then re- restart their penalties. They're still a good team, but, hmm. like I said. They're, they're, still like,
0: a, they're still a good team, but they just I'm so used to seeing them being active.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, last couple of years, getting Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman. And their pitching is still their pitching. Even though, who did they – they lost one pitcher to Tommy John this year, didn't they?
0: Yes. Oh, man, I just Walker
1: had them pulled up. Walker yeah. mm-hmm. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I think we said this last year and I'll say it again this year. If you're not getting better during the offseason, then you're getting worse because every other team around you is trying to get better. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Like I still think the Dodgers are gonna win their division because how many games they went in by last year? Twenty some?
0: Yeah, that's generous, I think. 22 yeah.
1: games. They beat the Padres by 22 games, and then the Padres whooped that ass in the playoffs. But <laughs> maybe less is more. Maybe this is what they need to do. Anyway, all right. Um, so teams that nailed the all season. I got a list. There's five teams on it. Okay. We already talked about four of them. Hmm. Uh, Yankees for signing Judge, and the Mets, Phillies, and Padres for spending money. All of them got excellent all season. Um, I'll have to add team because um, they just signed a pitcher uh, today, and that's the Toronto Blue Day signing Chris Bassett for three years, $63 million. Mm-hmm. Um, they need another starter. They went out and got the second best one available.
0: They uh, needed another starter. They also traded for Teoscar Hernandez. Mm-hmm. From Seattle?
1: Oh, yeah. Seattle's my number one. Seattle Mariners are probably the, the team they uh, traded for. It, like I said, Tiasco, Hernandez, and Colton Wong. Um, they basically shored up any problems that they have in the off-field and infield. I think Colton Wong, um, because he's played in Milwaukee, like people don't realize how good that guy is mm-hmm. and they're going to see it this year. Um, I hate to say it because I think, the Mariners might be the second best team in the American League.
0: It's hard to argue with that, man.
1: I feel like it's either it's there are like three teams in running. It's either the Mariners, the Yankees, or Blue Jays. So I think I think those three things. But yeah, I love what the Mariners did. They're gonna be a feisty team once again this year. And um I think that's it. The mm-hmm. Guardian signed Josh Bell. I do like that move.
0: When did that happen?
1: Ooh, a couple of days. Ago. Oh, okay. Am I going to look that up because I'm OCD on that? Yeah, sure. Why not? Josh Bell. Will my internet betray me? Josh Bell signed a two-year $33 million deal on Tuesday. So last Tuesday. Well, I didn't even realize too busy out there living your life. <laughs> DJing on the ones and twos. This Saturday, actually. I have a gig. Mm. Mm. Uh, I think I'm working this Saturday because Santa Claus has to come to town. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's it. Any team's Uh, For you, that you enjoyed
0: there all season. Honestly, man, just the Astros. (laughs) Of course, yeah. Homer
1: alert.
0: I mean, they lost Verlander, uh, but are still in good shape with the rotation. They lost all those guys that they uh, picked up the trade deadline, Mm -hmm. and it's not a—they weren't huge losses to begin with. I mean, if anything, yeah, uh, if I I had to choose any one out of those three to keep, it would have been Vasquez, out of Vasquez, um, Trey Mancini, and Will Smith. So, and like I said, they only got better at first. So, yeah, I've, for me, they've done the most without having, you know, without having to break the bank, which is, which is good.
1: Yeah. Oh, I also forgot to mention, uh, there was a three team trade today uh, between Atlanta, Oakland, and Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Atlanta got catcher, Sean Murphy, Oakland got left-hander Kyle Mueller, uh utility player, Esture Ruiz, uh, righty, Franklin, uh, Freddie, sorry, Freddie Tarnock, righty Robler, Sonalis and catcher Manny Pina and mm-hmm. Milwaukee guy catcher William Contreras and uh Righty Justin Yeager and Joel uh
0: Payamas. Um uh, say all those names three times fast. Nope. Once <laughs> was
1: enough, and I know I fucked up some of the names. Uh so yeah, Atlanta got Sean Murphy from the athletics who've been trying to deal him for a good week or so. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee might have got the best player, because William Contreras, when he was playing for Atlanta, he was a damn good player. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting, because I saw that alert earlier that Atlanta was getting, um, what's his name, Murphy, and I was like, god damn, they're getting another catcher? Don't they have enough? And they traded one away. Yeah, I um, learned well, it's going to be good again. Somebody needs to look into their front office and figure out how they're signing all their great players to these under market deals. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. anything else?
0: That's all I've got. Okay.
1: All right, that's all for me. Um, put this out tomorrow, and Carl's Correa will sign with someone 10 minutes after it publishes. <laughs> right. Um, so our next podcast, we're going to do our wrestling podcast, top 10 wrestlers, top 10 matches. Cool. But all order, buddy, I started doing the top 10. I got like 20 matches already. Wow.
0: It's going to be a good one.
1: Oh, it's going to be, it's going to be so much fun. Like, I'm really get down to it because that'll be our last one before Christmas and mm-hmm. we'll see what we do. It would we'll do one before the end of the year after Christmas We'll see if we bless y'all on that
0: <laughs> That's I'm scared a little more money all right schedules food commas things of that nature
1: mm-hmm. children driving certain people crazy with their new toys from Santa <laughs>
0: all right yeah. all
1: right let's get up out here Anthony it's always a pleasure talking to you my friend. And uh, for all you guys, thank you for downloading, listening, sharing. We appreciate it. Um, And we shall be back later. For Anthony, I'm DaQuincy. Later.